Hi, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of History Over Coffee, your one-stop shop for a 10-minute recap of this day in history, explained to you by our expert history faculty uh, here at Marshall University. Today, we are joined by our in-house expert on Civil War history, Dr. Molly Mersman, and she's going to tell us about the significance of this day. Welcome, Dr. Mersman. Hello, Dr. Guhat. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. I already know that you have a cup of coffee going with you because, you know, it's 9 a.m. and we all need a dose of caffeine, right? Yes, every day, every day. Half creamer, half coffee. Oh, there you go. Okay, so this is going to be another question I'm going to ask, um, you know, as we host more faculty members. How do you take your coffee? Because that's an important question. Yes, it is. uh, Never black. No, I can't do it. We don't, yeah, we like us. (laughs) We like ourselves. Yes, very much so. I'm nice to myself in the morning. Yes, we are allowed to be nice to ourselves in the morning. Absolutely. Yes. All right. So let's get into, well, so we've covered the coffee part. Now we need to talk about the history part. Okay. So October 16th, today is October 16th. What is the significance of this day in history? So, yes, this is the day in history where John Brown attacked Harper's Ferry. A little bit about John Brown. John Mm -hmm. Brown is an ardent abolitionist. Um, He very much fervently believes that... um, Slavery is a sin on Christianity, and it needs to be beaten out violently mm-hmm. of um, of you know, slaveholders. And he takes it upon himself to do that. And we're going to see that a little bit in today's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to see that at Harper's Ferry. Um, Harper's Ferry is a federal arsenal in Harper's Ferry. Uh, Today it's in West Virginia, but in 1859 it is in Virginia because remember for our listeners, in Uh 1859 West Virginia is not yet created and so it is very much a part of West Virginia or West Virginia is still a part of Virginia still. Mm -hmm. It's not created until 1863. Wow. Okay. So the significance being that he attacks Harper's Ferry. So is so was his plan to attack the arsenal? Yes, his plan was to attack the arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, he is very much trying to uh, create a slave revolt. Uh, he wants to create an uprising. Mm-hmm. Um, for so long, there had been compromise after compromise. So I'm trying to situate this a little bit in history. Mm-hmm. Um, numerous compromises had been happening for so long, uh, decades upon decades, trying to um, ease tensions between the North and the South. Mm-hmm. And over the expansion of slavery, um, there had been land grabs in the Western territories, mostly because uh, the U.S. had gotten 
Western territories from Mexico. They had won the war with Mexico. Right. And so they're trying to decide should that territory in Mexico or from Mexico be slave or should it be free? And right. so we have received numerous compromises from that. And some of them, our listeners may know, uh, mm-hmm. the compromise, our Missouri compromise is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is in 1820. Mm-hmm. Um, one of that is, you know, uh, trying to make sure the states come in as equal. One state comes in um, as free and mm-hmm. one state comes in as slave. Just trying to keep that representation balanced in the house. But, but the problem is, and here's one of the other big significant parts, is that the North and South are really starting to see each other mm-hmm. as different, as un-American, as inherently different than each other. And this is really where we get to uh, John Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, within those compromises that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. we have the Kansas-Nebraska Act of 1854. Right. And what that is, Mm -hmm. is that allows the residents in Kansas and Nebraska Mm -hmm. to decide if that territory is going to be free or slave. And so those residents, all those settlers who are out there, they're going to decide if it's going to be free or slave. So everybody rushes on out there to determine this. Right. And things get heated in Kansas. That's where everything centers on. Uh And so much so that journalists at the time call this in Kansas, bleeding Kansas. Um, And this is really where I first introduced to my students, John Brown himself. Uh Okay. Okay. Sorry. If I can just take a step back for a second, sorry, because I'm just getting so caught up in all this interesting stuff that you're telling me that I'm like, I have so many questions as I'm sure our listeners do too. Okay. So, okay. So these compromises are being reached (laughs) while you take a sip of coffee, obviously. So as these compromises are being reached, um, what can you give our listeners and me a little bit of a historical background to where we get to John Brown and him just saying, I'm assuming him just saying, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. So mostly this just stems from him being such an ardent abolitionist. Okay. Because of this. Um, And he feels like the sin of slavery just needs to be stamped out violently. Okay. Uh, we do see this in Kansas. Mm-hmm. He will take his men, and this is, I wouldn't say a trial run in Kansas, mm-hmm. but he takes men to Kansas, and this mm-hmm. is kind of where we first see this happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and he takes seven followers to Kansas, and in retaliation mm-hmm. for an attack on a anti-slavery settlement called Lawrence, Kansas. Okay. It's actually called the Sack of Lawrence. Okay. John Brown is so fired up about this. Okay. That he ends up going to Lawrence, Kansas. Okay. Or Potawatomi, I'm so sorry. So 
John Brown goes to Kansas mm-hmm. and what he ends up, up doing is he goes to a pro-slavery settlement and he drags five pro-slavery men from their homes and essentially like hacks them to death. And this is in 1856. Mm-hmm. Um, after this, mm-hmm. he flees back east. Mm-hmm. And this is getting him thinking. He's now starting to think, how could he really, you know, end slavery once and for all? Okay. And this is getting him on his thought train about Harper's Ferry. He is starting to put the links into place for Harper's Ferry. Mm-hmm. Um, and really over the next three years, he's thinking about Harper's Ferry up until he initiates it in 1859. He's garnering funds and uh, supplies from abolitionists mm-hmm. in the North. Mm-hmm. And on October 16th, 1859, he puts his plan into motion. Um, he goes along, uh, 21 loyal followers go to Harper's Ferry. Mm-hmm. They take the arsenal on October 16th, 1859. I mean, initially they're relatively successful. They right. take the arsenal, mm-hmm. um, they cut the telegraph wires, they, uh, they'll take uh, white hostages, they send their men out uh, to, you know, incite other enslaved persons and say, mm-hmm. come and join us, even though they really don't, not many people come and join them just mm-hmm. out of fear of retribution. They've seen other slave rebellions and, and they know what happens wow. afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so initially they're very successful. The problem is by the next morning, mm-hmm. um, you've got the Virginia and the Maryland state militia that comes pouring in. And uh, President Buchanan is is basically sending the U.S. Marines led by Brevet Colonel Robert E. Lee. And so they completely put him down and he's taken in. He's taken in and he is sent to Charlestown, uh, Virginia, Mm -hmm. and he is put on trial. and this is a very quick trial. It's a little over a week between October 25th and mm-hmm. November 2nd. Mm-hmm. He is you know, convicted of treason, murder, right. sentenced to be hanged. And on December 2nd, he absolutely is. Wow. Talk about quick, talk about quick trial, right? Right. You don't want to call it quick justice, but I don't know. It's a, that's a great area, isn't it? It is. It yeah. very much is. Yeah. Um, so what sort of long-term impact does this moment in history have in terms of the civil war? There are a few things. Okay. Right? So on one hand, um, while John Brown fails to ignite a slave revolt, which is very much what he sets out to do, mm-hmm. he is catapulted into martyrdom 
for the abolitionist cause. Mm-hmm. Um, some even are equating him to Christ on the cross. And partly it's his own doing. At his execution, mm-hmm. he kind of gives a piece of paper, not kind of, he gives a piece of paper to one of the guards. Mm-hmm. And it's very prophetic language. Um, he, he knew he was doing this. He even argued in his final days, like he is more... Uh, he is worth more to the abolitionist cause dead than alive. And he states, you know, in, in some terms, more or less, you know, I am now quite certain, and I'm quoting now, mm-hmm. that the crimes of this guilty land will never be purged away, but with blood. So he is basically a martyr now for the abolitionist cause. Right. Very much so. Right. But on the other hand, mm-hmm. it, is what white Southerners had feared more than anything else. They mm-hmm. fear slave revolts more than anything else. But mm-hmm. now this is a white man leading a slave revolt. Right. And this confirms all of their fears. Right. Um, they see the entire North now as abolitionists, as all abolitionists, even though that's absolutely not the case. Right. Um, most Northerners were not abolitionists at the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe 2% um, oh. were abolitionists. It's a very tiny, small group, mm-hmm. but they, they had a big, uh, you know, a big effect. Absolutely. Right. But it's, it's right. a very small, small group that had an effect. Um, you even have the Republican Party, which is going to elect Abraham Lincoln, Mm-hmm. In, in a year in 1860 come out and condemn John Brown's raid um, because they're saying like, hey, we do not want to move against slavery where it exists right. in the South. We just right. don't want it to extend into the territories. So the Republican Party even comes out against John Brown's raid. Wow. Yeah. That's that's so interesting. Well, you know, I think next time if we do an episode, and I know we have another interesting episode coming up with you um, in about the end of October, that's going to be a fun one. But this was such an interesting sort of overview, effective overview that you've given us about the figure of John Brown for me and for my and for our listeners as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Mersman. Thank you for having me, Dr. Guha. Absolutely. So, um, so thank you for listening to us uh, as we give you with our expert civil war historian at Marshall University, Dr. Molly Mersman, um, this day in history brought to you by the Marshall uh, History Department's podcast, which is called History Over Coffee. If you're interested in listening to more episodes, search for History Over Coffee on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify and Amazon. Please leave us a comment or send us a message with your thoughts. And please remember to uh, Uh, Follow us on our Instagram page or on Facebook. Instagram page handle is MU History Department. And you can follow the link there to get access to all episodes. Until we meet again for uh, this day in history, that is a wrap from us from History Over Coffee. Thank you so much for listening.